Good morning. Welcome into our prayer time here on WHCB 91.5 The Blessing. WHCB Bristol Kingsport Johnson City. Kenneth Hill here, your host for our prayer time get-together. Well, we saw uh, over uh, the last program anyway about uh, uh, kings in the Old Testament and the fact that Saul was chosen uh, when the people of Israel rejected God as their king. In the New Testament, uh, we saw the fact that the children of God there in Israel were under foreign rule and foreign leaders who were not uh, kind to them. The Romans were in charge, and they had a, uh, a an Idumean, a Herod, an Edomite, uh, as the one being the king over the Jews. Not the king of the Jews, but the king over the Jews. Uh, and uh, they also had a governor named Pilate uh, at the time of Christ. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to bring salvation to the children of Israel if they would accept him, honor him, and follow him. But the religious leaders of the day rejected Christ Jesus because he didn't fit into their ideas, their preconceived notions. They didn't fit into his plans, and they didn't leave them in power. John 1, 11 and 12 says that he came into his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. God raised up those who would follow Jesus and his teachings, and they went everywhere. They were in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Not only did those who followed Jesus Christ get their forgiveness of their sins, and they got Christ's righteousness as well as his forgiveness, but they also gained prominence in the eyes of God. Uh, This is what the Apostle Peter wrote in his first epistle. He told us that we were a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, uh, so that we could proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you can find that in the original in 1 Peter 2.9. We're a chosen generation. There have been more than 80 generations since the time of Christ, each one chosen by God to spread the good news. And we, as believers in our generation, more than 2,000 years later, are part of this chosen group. Think about that. We're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. In the Old Testament, there were royals, there were priests, they ruled and led the people. And today, we as believers are a combination of both royals, if you will, nobility, and priests. We're a royal priesthood ordained by God to share the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're a holy nation. Now, the Israelites in the Old Testament were considered a holy nation. They were a people of God. They were a nation of God's people. Today, not if you're a U.S. citizen or you're a a citizen of some other nation, is it that you're a holy nation, but We as believers are all part of the holy nation of God. Jews and Gentiles, when they put their trust in Jesus Christ, we become part of God's holy 
nation. God's no respecter of persons. doesn't matter where you come from, but it does matter what you believe. If you've placed your faith, your trust, your complete and total trust in Jesus Christ, then you're part of this holy nation. And then we're considered a peculiar people. Now, as a child, I thought that peculiar meant being strange, and certainly I could fit into that, I'm sure. But it is not being strange, but being different. Being peculiar in that we are different because we believe the Bible as the truth. It is the complete and total word of God, both the Old and the New Testaments. Um, Some translations call it his own special people. But I, I like peculiar people because I understand what it means, and it means that I am one of them. So here we are. We who have come to faith in Christ are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And so this is it. Why are we chosen? Why are we royal? Why are we holy? Why are we special? Well, it's because we've accepted God's gift of grace and have been born again. We're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross. And we have the ability by God Almighty granting it to us to live the victorious, powerful, and abundant life that God intended for all of the human race before the fall of Adam and Eve. Now, we carry this sin. It's the fall. We carry this sin And there's only one way of forgiveness, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 10.10 that he was the only way to the Father. Jesus Christ gave his life for us. He was placed in the tomb, and three days later he came forth in resurrection power and glory. So we can rejoice in the fact that God loves us so much that he's entrusted to us the privilege of sharing the good news with others. God loves us. Just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said in Acts 1.8, Ye shall be my witnesses. It's the duty of each one of us to be involved in telling others about Jesus Christ. Maybe that's passing out gospel literature. Maybe it's speaking up and proclaiming salvations available to all men, women, and children. Maybe it's telling others quietly and lovingly of their need of a Savior and their provision of a Savior. Should they come to faith in Christ, they will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. Acts sixteen, thirty-one. So we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Hallelujah. What a Savior we have. Wow, God is so good to us. Let's go to prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for giving me enthusiasm this Friday morning. Thank you for reminding me of who I am in Christ Jesus. And thank you for reminding me that I've got a job to do, that I am a noble person in Christ. And thank you for that. Lord, I don't know how best to carry out the jobs that you've given me. And so as I look at the day and I see all the things that are before me, I, I know that I will fail if I don't have your 
your direction. And so I ask for your Holy Spirit not only to dwell within me, but to come alongside me and to be my paraclete today, to be the one that comes alongside me, to assist me in all that you would have me to do, that I might do it properly as unto the Lord. And I pray that for each one of our listeners, that you will be with them by your Holy Spirit, power and presence, and that you will use them for your honor and your glory. Now, Father, we have needs. We have a lot of folks who've expressed their needs to us, and I know that they've expressed them to you, and so I ask you to meet those needs as only you can. And I thank you for meeting those needs. I thank you for meeting the needs of this ministry and each of these that are praying with us now for myself and for the staff and volunteers as well. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.